And now, live from beautiful Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, you're watching My Fellow Americans with your host, Spike Cohen. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm not, it's every, every, every episode it's like this with you. Thank you. Keep clapping. Clap for the miracle. How would we know that you wanted the miracle if you didn't keep clapping? Welcome to my fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen. Thank you again for joining us for another amazing episode. Wow. Okay. We're going to have a thunderstorm while we're doing the show. So that's fun. I don't know if you can hear that, but that'll be good. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. This is an incredible episode. We have not one, not two, but in fact, three guests. Who are they? You're not going to believe it. You're going to find out very soon. Uh, this, of course, is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out on all social media platforms, on all podcasting platforms, all of your favorite platforms. Go check us out right now, including the one that you're already checking us out on paradoxically also if you are following us right now or following this watching this or listening to this but you're not following liking or subscribing to us on whatever it is you're watching or listening to this on live or after the fact be sure to do that right now follow like subscribe and if you're doing it on youtube don't just subscribe hit the bell I want your phone to explode with notifications every single time we go live. And of course, be sure to share this right now. The last thing that I want is for you and your closest loved ones to miss out on a roughly hour-long libertarian podcast on a Wednesday evening. That would be horrific, and I would hate that for you and your loved ones. Give the gift of Spike Cohen today. Kids love it. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the second well, actually, no, the fastest growing and the second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party. That is actually true. Join the takeover that is the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus uh, by going to the Facebook group, the exclusive Facebook group. And by exclusive, I mean pretty much anyone can join uh, the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. And you can become an official voting member, which means absolutely nothing because we don't vote on it. We don't. It's a meme page. But a meme group. But if you if you want to have stuff with this logo on it, go to muddywatersmedia.com and click on the store button, and you can get uh, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus buttons and T-shirts, as well as many other incredible things. The Gravy King, Mudwater, the most appropriately named sponsor of Muddy Waters Media. If you woke up today and said, "My God, if I never have another cup of coffee, it'll be too soon." Instead, I would like to have something that's made of oh, I don't know, masala chai. Cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. Well, folks, I have some fantastic news for you. There is apparently a company that has already had a similar thought for some reason. And they made it and put it in this little tin here that this man is holding right now on this picture. If you are listening to it, I'm describing what our ad looks like. Uh, It's not really that important. But if you go to muddywatersmedia.com, actually, no, I'm sorry, muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud, you can buy a starter pack of mud water. It has one-seventh the cup of caffeine, just enough caffeine to get you all hyped up like this, but not so much that it ends up making you crash and have high blood pressure and heart problems later in life, like this. So go to muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud to get your uh, starter pack today, and you are definitely going to want to get some honey to go with that because those ingredients taste exactly like you would think they would together. Defy the power in stitches and glitches. Uh, sell and make the most amazing tumblers in existence. Tumblers like this. Oh, wow, it does that thing in the green screen. Anyway... That's, it doesn't, that's not actually from the tumbler. That's the green screen. But it makes amazing tumblers like that. And uh, they are some of the best that are ever produced. You, they will keep your hots hot and your colds cold and your lukewarms lukewarm for an ungodly number of hours. You will be shocked and appalled at how long this will keep the liquids that you put in it, the exact temperature you put it in uh, for however many hours it does so. Um, if you go to stitchesandglitches.com or defythepower.com, you can uh, get some incredible tumblers. You can also get a kit that turns it into a water pipe, not a bong. That's illegal in many states. They would never, ever break the law. It is a water pipe. Perfectly legal. Totally different. Don't do drugs. Also, uh, all of their uh, customizations are free, which is insane. It seems like they might have been hitting their own water pipe when they came up with that idea, but it is entirely free. It is completely free, uh, and don't use Muddy Tumblr for 10% off because the last time we forgot to take that off like we did now, and uh, so many people uh, use that code 
and then they had to re reinstate it because we got you guys got mad at them for not or i should probably change that graphic anyway uh the stitches and glitches.com and defy the power.com if you're so upset right now and you're thinking spike i can't believe you just hit me with that many ads at the same time i'm gonna sue you well good luck pal if you're in florida i'm gonna sue you back with personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law that's right folks if you live in florida you can uh sue people using uh, chris reynolds attorney at law if you've been personally injured if you haven't been personally injured don't waste the man's time okay if you've been personally injured he will get you all the money but don't go to him if you haven't been injured personally personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law uh he will get you just like the big like rapper stacks where like they do the rap lyrics or the rap music videos and they're like they got the money and they're like oh i'm on the phone oh this is just hundreds of dollars that's that's what he can do for you okay so go to chrisreynoldslaw.com and he will make all your wildest dreams come true if you've been personally injured okay take it don't don't do it if you haven't been personally injured the intro and outro music to this and every episode of My Fellow Americans comes from the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That's J-O-D-A-V-I. Check him out on his Facebook. Go to his SoundCloud. Go to joedavimusic.bandcamp.com. Buy his entire discography. It's like 25 bucks. It's everything he's ever written. Incredible music. He just dropped another single. Just one of my favorite artists of all time and a dear friend. Joe Davi, thank you so much. I'd like to thank Le Bleu for this delicious water that I'm drinking on this episode. One day I'm going to get them to pay me to say that. It is good, though. Bula Banaka. Shout out to Tehran Turks' mom and him, as always. Folks, I have, again, not just one guest, not just two guests, but in fact, three guests. Three guests. Ha, ha, ha. So I'm going to do something different than what I usually do, and I'm just going to show you my guests. And you don't even necessarily know who they are yet, because this is a whole, this is crazy time right now. We don't even know who the guests are. And so we're figuring it out as we go along. Our guest tonight, uh, the first guest uh, was, um, hold on, uh, the first guest uh, was a board member of People for Liberty who uh, spearheaded this project that we're going to be talking about. What project, you ask? Ah, we're about to tell you. Uh, she uh, also um, is, uh, she has a goal of putting people before politics. She launched and grew uh, the organization and served as chair of the board of directors. Um, she is now focusing on supporting independent candidates and activities that brought the liberty message outside of libertarian circles. Ladies and gentlemen, she is Lauren Postler. Uh, then my next guest, yeah, bottom bottom left, that's Lauren Postler. Yeah, we usually have names, so I'm going to point to the various guests. Uh, then my next guest is the head of business affairs for So Far Sounds, uh, where she manages legal and business affairs on the international level. And despite that busy schedule, uh, she's never too busy to talk about liberty. She is passionate about using her experience with live music and major events like South by Southwest to help bring the liberty movement mainstream with the launch of Liberty Live, ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Joanna Jurgens, bottom right. And then here to my right is, let me see. No, not Lauren Postler. Oh, uh, he has an extensive resume, uh, including entrepreneur. No, this is him. Uh, executive coach and management consultant. He's a college instructor, Marine Corps veteran, podcaster, and radio host, and a family man. He has been on this show so many times. He is a friend of the show and a friend of the Jew. He is running for governor of New York for the second time in a really, really big way. We're going to be talking about that. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Larry Sharp. Lauren, Joanna, Larry, thank you all so much for being on the show. I'm glad you're having us. I love it. Thanks, Spike. It's really exciting. But there's a problem, though, Spike. And I'm mad. And I'm mad because I was going to sue you. I was so (laughs) going to sue you. But now you got that great lawyer. So now I can't sue you. Now I'm scared. It has worked. So I'm I'm upset about that. (laughs) But but there's a good thing. Defy the power is going to help me out because I was thinking to myself, I really need my hots to be more hot. And they're going to keep them hot. So we're good. And Who remain hot for hours. Yeah, so we're good. So that's good. Thank you, thank you all for for coming on and for not. Well, now you can't sue me, so thank you for that right. as well. Um, so before we get started on what we're here to talk about, Larry, you've been on the show. You're welcome to to say it again. You've you've said it uh, every time I have you on. Uh, but uh, I, I guess I'll start with Lauren and then go on to Joanna. Uh, if you guys could just briefly tell us, tell the folks at home. 
how you got where you are and what you're trying to do for the liberty movement. Was there kind of an aha moment that brought you to that? Uh, was it sort of a gradual evolution over time? Everyone has their genesis story. Tell us yours and what we'll start with Lauren. Yeah, thanks, Spike. And, uh, you know, I'll share, I think my, my journey to the liberty movement isn't that different from many others. You know, I, I like to tell people I'm a, I'm a recovering Republican, but it was during the 2020 election cycle that, you know, I'd had enough. And before I founded People for Liberty in 2020, my exploration of the movement was mainly online. You know, what are my friends saying? What are other people saying? What is the media saying? What are media personalities saying? You know, I'm so grateful to you and to Larry and his podcast, The Sharp Way as well, because you both have been active advocates for liberty, undiluted liberty. And, you know, deciding to start a nonprofit organization, People for Liberty, I didn't come to that decision lightly. I, I did my homework. I explored the landscape. I looked at what are all of the other organizations involved. And to me, it, it seemed like there were a lot of public policy analyst groups and think tanks and content creators and people really working to get the message out. But there wasn't any organization directly focused on building community, on building a home, a warm, welcoming, diverse and inclusive home for people that either felt disaffected by either the two major parties or even you know their party of choice, but who wanted to promote liberty. So I feel very grateful and proud to have had the opportunity to found that organization, got it up and running. It is now operating on its own. And I stepped down as chair of the board of directors at the beginning of March to now turn my attention to independent candidates. Our independent candidates need help. They do not have parties behind them. They need the support of a super PAC, of media groups, of marketing professionals. And Larry and Spike, both of you know this struggle as professional marketers, professional <laughs> media personalities, but also as candidates who have you know, really run the gamut and run the trail. So turning my attention to independent candidates was kind of a natural segue away from People for Liberty. And one of the things I, I did first and foremost was say, hey, Joanna, we don't have enough events in the liberty movement that are really engaging with the mainstream audience. And if we want to support independent candidates, liberty-minded independent candidates, mind you, we need to be bringing the message outside of the movement. What can we do? And Joanna, Joanna and I are both in Texas. I split my time between Houston and Austin and Joanna is in the Dallas area, but we're both longtime South by Southwest aficionados. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've worked in tech for over 10 years, most recently in venture capital. So like I've done the South by dance and I know Joanna has as well on the music side. And I said, Joanna, I know a lot about pitch competitions and working with startups and entrepreneurs. I'm not a live event gal, you are. What do you think? How can we bring the Liberty message to the mainstream? Can we do it at South by? And with that, I'll, I'll kick it to Joanna because we weren't sure this was a grand experiment and Joanna fought long and hard to get a Liberty message on that stage. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll find out how it goes down. So I guess my origin story is, is somewhat similar to Lauren's and I, I really wasn't all that involved in politics, wasn't that interesting. I was a music person. I, my background's in television and then um, music for the past 15 years or so. Um, but what I found is that people just want to come together. People just want their liberty. People just want to be in a community and care about one another. And of course, the media does not represent what we're all about as people and our political parties do not represent what we're all about as people um, living in a red state and in a I guess kind of a blue industry I feel like I've got a really wide balance of friends I've got friends that I do consider well kind of really close to far right and I've got friends that are avowed socialists they're wonderful people all of them yeah. And um, so through the music business, I, I really started to see how we actually have so much more in common 
than we have that are different and haven't been gone to South by Southwest so much. It's, it's the place that I really think people are open to new ideas. The whole point of South by Southwest is that it is, it's, it's where Airbnb first started on Uber, pretty much any major tech company that you see any new idea. It's the first place I ever heard of Bitcoin. Um, there's so much there. And most of the politicians that are all kind of getting well-known on the cutting edge have all been there. I think AOC was there a couple of years ago, Rand Paul. Um, I got really mad at the Obamas once because their motorcade got in the way of me going to one of my favorite bands. So I was yelling at the police. I don't care if Michelle Obama's in that car. I need to get across the street. Um, So it it is a place that it is a great um, combination of culture, of music, of politics. Everything is all there. And the people are happy, open-minded. It's one of those places, it doesn't matter what time of the day, day or night it is I felt safe because it is a community of I think they have like 80,000 people come into town for this one event but everyone's there looking for the next big thing they're open-minded and it just really made sense to me that we should start bringing the the liberty meaning the Liberty community to it. So this is actually the first year that I'm doing it just by myself. My company is not anything to do with it. Usually they pay for me and I'm putting together music showcases. So I should say that everything that I'm doing here is not a reflection of my company. Um, (laughs) To to their credit, they have not asked me what I'm doing and I have not told them what I'm doing. I said, I'm off this week. I'm doing my own thing this time. So um that's that's kind of where we are on that. So this is my first year kind of focusing more on on liberty and my own thing. And like I said, I was talking to Lauren recently. I'm looking to make a career change. And, you know, South by Southwest is it's just such a great place for networking, meeting people and growing the liberty movement. That's awesome. By the way, I don't care if Michelle Obama's in that car. I need to cross the street is possibly the most libertarian <laughs> sentence ever. Um, it's certainly in in contention now larry uh there are at least minimum six people who are watching this right now who possibly don't know who you are so tell us briefly about your about your how you became liberty how you became a larrytarian because liberty larry Larry sharp libertarianism has become so prolific that it's actually i've branded it as larrytarianism it is an entirely different anarcho larrytarianism is an entire different branch of libertarianism so tell us how you how you became a larrytarian I love it. I um, I was the uh, all I knew was that the the establishment wasn't working. So yep. back in the day, I was like Ross Perot will save us all. I bought into that line. <laughs> Some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so yeah. yes, and then I thought it's okay because Ralph Nader he'll save us all. So mm-hmm. I thought that was the answer. And if you would have asked me what were any of their policies, I couldn't have told you. I just knew they weren't the establishment. Therefore, by default, they were good. It didn't really matter what their policies were. Um, And I was very much disappointed. And I was actually going to stop voting by the time 2012 came around. I was working on my business as a consultant. That's all I was doing. And that's all I really cared about. So I came to the, the idea of libertarianism. It wasn't through most channels, I meaning it wasn't someone that I heard on TV that brought me here or some government book. It actually was a business guy by the name of Robert Ringer. Some of you who are in the business may know Robert Ringer. He wrote the book Looking Out for Number One, uh, Action, Nothing Happens Till Someone Moves, and To Be or Not to Be Intimidated. And he is an objectivist. He's not a libertarian. He's an objectivist and all about Ayn Rand. And he's like, read Atlas Shrugged. It's my Bible. He's like that. And that's fine. Uh, I, I thought, okay, he's my business guru. I'll read the books. And when I read the books, I did not become an objectivist. I'm not an objectivist. However, I did start thinking, maybe, maybe, it's going to sound crazy, but Spike, maybe government doesn't have all the answers. Get it's off the possible. show. No, 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 we're not, we're not doing that here. We're not doing that here. I just, we're not doing I that said here. maybe, Spike. Don't be mad at I, me. I said I, maybe. It's a I, conversation here. It's a conversation is all it is. Okay, go ahead. Conversation. No, go ahead. Don't I'm throw sorry. me off. It's a conversation. Go ahead. So I'm I, sorry. I came up with that concept that maybe that was true. Just maybe. maybe. And that is what opened me up because what I was already teaching in college and I'm teaching in my, in my classes and consulting was the idea of post-industrial leadership, yeah. which is the idea of leading without being authoritative, right? I'm not telling you what to do. In today's world, I need your arms and legs far less than I ever did. I need your brain far more than I ever did, right? 
So things change. I've got to make sure I've got you doing the right thing. What does that mean? I have to get you on board. You need to want to do this. It is literally business voluntarianism. And that's what I was teaching. And I didn't know that I was teaching that. So that when I finally in twenty in 2012 heard Gary Johnson speak, I could hear him because he was an entrepreneur like me. So that was a connection that I had with him that I just didn't have with other politicians. So when I heard him speak, I said, huh. And it may sound funny. I thought Gary Johnson was a radical when I heard him. I know I'm far more radical than he is now, but that's where my head was, right? If you get where my head was, I thought, wow, this guy agrees with this whole government may not be the answer for everything crazy thing people are talking about. So that really got me on board. And I came on in 2012 hardcore. I joined the party in 2012, 2013. I voted for Gary Johnson and Judge Jim Gray is my first um, vote for libertarians ever. Um, I supported the campaign. I supported our gubernatorial candidate in New York in 2014. Literally, I was giving him money, driving him around. I was doing debate prep for him when he went to go debate in Buffalo. I was doing all those things. And in 2016, I thought, you know what? My worry was after 2016, everybody would go away and we'd be broken up and just no one would be there. So I wanted to be the VP so that when Gary Johnson left, I could you know, retain the banner and keep moving forward as a symbol. That was my goal. By the way, this is my least favorite part of your story. This is my least favorite part of your story, but go ahead. This is my least favorite? You mean what no, I what I No, this is my here? least favorite. What happens here is my least favorite part. Yes. So I'm trying to, to, to be the VP, and I lost to Bill Weld. And I lost by 31 votes. Not that I'm counting, or I'm not counting. Right, Lauren? Yeah. Stop. I'm not counting. You're counting. I'm not counting. It's 31 votes. I just, I just happened to remember that number for no reason. So I lost <laughs> my 31 votes, and I was unable to be the VP. And it was not a um, Johnson Sharp ticket. It was a Johnson Weld ticket. So, but I still, I cared about Gary Johnson. I still love him. And that day, I literally ran a fundraiser for him that night. I went upstairs, got some sleep in my hotel, came down and raised $130,000 for the campaign that night. So we have to make sure we still move forward. I still love Gary Johnson, no matter what, I will always love Gary Johnson. So in any case, then I realized, okay, I can't be the VP. What should I do? I decided to run for governor of New York in 2018. Um, Got... Enough votes that I we got ballot access for the first time ever in New York State. We raised half a million dollars um, in the campaign, the most we had ever run. We ran the longest libertarian campaign ever. It was a year and three or four months, um, and we raised the most money a libertarian campaigns have run, except for president, non-presidential election. We raised yeah. the most money that we've ever run. So it was a lot of good stuff. We got ballot access, and the goal that I've always been saying is: top of the ticket gets press, bottom of the ticket has chance of winning. When you combine those two, you get a whole lot of victories. So I practiced what I preached. And the year after, in 2019, I crossed the state again, supporting local candidates, bringing them press. And we got 107 victories in New York State. We went from zero libertarians to 107 in two years. And then New York State said, no, that's that's not going to (laughs) work. That is so not going to work. So we're going to end the budget write an item that says you are no longer a party. Larry Sharp, thanks, but no thanks. You need to get out of here. And they got rid of our ballot access and we lost everything with the stroke of a pen in New York State. So now I'm at it again. I am insane. I'm at it again. And just so you guys know how hard it is, when I first had to run, I had to get 15,000 signatures in a course of 12 weeks and then get 50,000 votes or more in the election. Now... They took away our ballot access and then made it harder for us to get on. Now I have to get 45,000 signatures in half the time in six weeks. So they tripled the signatures and half the time. And then they tripled the amount I have to get. I have to get 130,000 votes now. So they increased the amount of votes I have to get, the amount of signatures I have to get, and shortened the time. And for some reason, I'm still doing this. I, I don't. Maybe I am insane, perhaps, but I'm doing it again. So I hope I gave you the story you wanted to hear. Larry, no, now that I, I'm you, a free agent, I'm going to come support you, my friend, because this is this is a fight worth fighting and yes. so appreciate you. Yes, we yes. have to. We have to. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, by the way, I found a photo of what the world would be like if you had been Gary's vice presidential nominee instead of Bill Weld. Um, the, <laughs> this is also this is also what New York will look like after you are elected governor. So it's, it's that really, is 100 percent accurate. It's a flexible yes. photo. There's a many. It's all related to Larry. This is a Larry photo. I don't this know is. if you 
notice the guy Correct. walking the dog. Exactly. Anyway, so yes. uh, let's talk about, so here is, we're doing something very exciting together. And I, I want to give a little bit of backstory here. When I was first approached by Lauren, when, when Lauren reached out to my team about me speaking, being at South by Southwest, I, my first thought was, I don't care what you say, I'm not releasing my mixtape. And I, it showed, I knew, I knew almost not, all I knew about South by Southwest was the, the music aspect. I knew there was like something with speakers, like sort of like a TED talk type of thing, but I didn't know much about it. So when I heard South by Southwest, I'm like, I am not a good, I don't, I mean, I can be a good hype man for, for Larry. Sure. Um, I don't know if Larry has bars, but I guess we're all about to find out. And uh, it turns out you're the greatest rapper of all time, but uh, the, what I found out about South by Southwest is that, you know, originally it was founded in the 80s, started as a music festival. Uh, it has grown over time to incorporate topics like uh, tech and film and music and yes. education. And uh, uh, they had uh, what was called government and politics. Now it's called uh, yes. civic discussion, which is what we're a part of it. Uh, th they're expecting over 150,000 attendees uh, or well over 100,000. Um, and, uh, by the way, for those who are anywhere near Austin, Texas, uh, not too late to sign up for South by Southwest, come on in. And if you are already planning on attending South by Southwest, uh, come check out our, uh, our, uh, panel, uh, which is titled breaking the duopoly can third parties prevail. Um, and I, I just, uh, I guess we can start with Lauren or really with whomever here, but I guess Lauren who kind of put yeah. began with all of this, what is the, well, uh, what, go, no, go ahead, Lauren. Well, I was going to say, Spike, I think you highlighted probably some confusion within the liberty movement about oh. South by Southwest, the yes. conference, and why it's yep. important for the liberty movement. If people associate it with a music festival or a film festival, it yep. might seem like a nice to have instead of a need to have. Right. So I, I think you really hit the nail on the head in understanding our market and bringing that message outside of I will share what I found to be a fairly insular movement where we create little echo chambers and we talk to each other and we talk to ourselves and we talk to our friends. By bringing this panel, breaking the duopoly to South by Southwest, we are stepping far outside the libertarian comfort zone. Yes. And I Way really, <laughs> I really Way want to give credit to Joanna because it is a difficult conference to get into, you know, just like, just like anything elite or media connected, you have to know someone that knows someone. And thankfully I knew people on the tech side, on the venture capital side, Joanna knew people on the music side and live events. So Joanna, it was an uphill battle getting this panel, wasn't it? It is. Um, the, you actually generally have to start pitching panels to them in August, the previous year. Um, and they, of course, have hoops you have to jump through. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they are they are not fun, but, you know, private entity, they put up the hoops. We choose if we want to jump yes. through them. private to, property, uh, to participate. yes. Yeah, exactly. So there were definitely some, some times that we were getting frustrated going through. Um, Laura and I had just really met and started connecting. And as soon as I, I'm a South by devotee. And so as soon as I realized that, that she, she knew how brilliant this, this whole event was, we, we kind of had made fast friends. And um, when we were talking about what we can do, I we, we need to go to South by Southwest. Let's, let's do something here. And then Lauren introduced me, of course, to both of you guys, as well as a myriad of other wonderful people. But um, yeah, it's, it, it, we had to do a lot and we only finally got the, the approval, tweaking the panel, tweaking who was oh, going to yeah. be on it, tweaking yes. exactly what we were going to call it. Um, and they, they gave us the approval and um, I'm, I'm really excited. I've been going to South by Southwest for, I think, 11 years solid now and it's been a bucket list item of mine honestly to to speak there to be on a panel um as much as i've been going there for music for years yeah. i'm finally going to be speaking on a panel and it's not even about music but you know that's how life works that i'm really yeah. excited that we have the opportunity to do that and to, to talk liberty to people and i think oftentimes what i have experienced in the music industry, and of course there will be a lot of music people there, is they're not willing to talk about liberty yet. They're not willing to say, come out and say, I'm on your side. 
I've got, yeah. I've, I've got a list of musicians. I'm obviously not going to name them, but they tell me when I meet them, they're like, hey, I like what you're saying on social media. Shh, don't tell anyone. Exactly. Of course, you guys, um, I'm sure, have heard about the whole thing that happened with Winston Marshall of Mumford and Sons. And, you know, there, there's a lot. I actually know some of the guys in the band and um, a lot of the circles they're in. And I know a lot of those guys feel the same way. Um, and I use guys, guys, girls, whoever. Um, but they haven't been as, as brave as Winston in speaking out. Um, and I don't blame them. I'm certainly not not criticizing anyone. But I, I know from personal experience, there are a lot of people at South by Southwest that are listening, whether they're willing to come out and join us yet or not. We need to keep feeding them what they want to hear. Joanna, I think you mentioned two things that are of interest that it, the audience will want to know as well. The first, I, I think we'll circle back to this, is what, what can people expect at South By? Why is it important? You mentioned that so many new ideas are shared. You know, guys, Facebook launched at South By Southwest. Period. Facebook launched at South By Southwest. Twitter launched at South By Southwest. Airbnb launched at South By Southwest. When Facebook did the rebrand of Meta, it was supposed to be at South By Southwest, even though it was virtual. But when you think about the major media platforms, specifically the tech-enabled platforms that are making this kind of broadcast possible, South By is where they launch. South By is where they get new ideas. South By is where they engage with their stakeholders to understand what are people looking for now? How can we serve our audience and our customers better? We want all of those major platforms, those players in the space, and the new and up and coming to recognize there is a Liberty audience hungry to be served. And Joanna, I'd say your second point there was the challenge with the word libertarian and why we have really approached this, you know, framing the event as a Liberty Live series as opposed to a libertarian event using the word liberty intentionally. And which is why I am being careful to promote independent candidates because people are much more willing to say, oh yeah, I'm an independent. You know, when we look at that bell curve of early adopters and innovation, people who have jumped the gun and said, yes, I'm libertarian. They're still on this kind of low slope of the bell curve, whereas we will be able to reach so many more, a broader audience, if we don't force them into that box. If I do want to interrupt real quick and make it, and to to be fair, there is somebody else on our panel at South by Southwest. Her name name is Nalini Stamp, and she is with the Workers' Family Party. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I do want to, you know, she's not, in, in the Liberty sphere as we are, but she is um, South by Southwest suggested that we bring someone else in for a more diverse panel. And it well, was, an let, let me, let me touch that if I could for a second also, sure. right. I'm, I'm running for office in, in New York. I didn't say what party I was running under. Yep. Why? Cause I'm running under three parties. I'm running as a libertarian. I'm also running on, as a forward party, which is many of you know, the Andrew Yang's party. And also looking for the Unite line, too, which is another from United America, looking for their line. So I'm looking at three lines I'm running in to create an actual coalition is what I've been talking about forever. The, the liberty movement is bigger than the Libertarian Party, obviously. Absolutely. But the, but the, liber- but the Libertarian movement, yes. right, is, is I think the only way to save America. I know it sounds hyperbolic, but I honestly believe it. If you see what's happening in our politics now, which is why I know there'll be political people there, Everyone's jumping on one side or the other. We politicize everything. Everything that happens, we politicize. So if I decide I'm going to drink Pepsi today, someone goes, is Larry Republican or Democrat? Oh, he's a Democrat? So Pepsi's for Democrats and Coke is for Republicans. Just done. That's how it works. Larry's yeah. a Republican, then Coke is for Republican. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's what whatever I am, we now politicize that. It doesn't really matter what it is. So the liberty movement is the only movement that says you can be who you want to be, but you don't have to convert. Mm-hmm. You just have to say, I'm not going to force my views and others. Yes. And the music industry is actually naturally this way. The music industry is all about people going their own way, doing their own thing, trying to be the new cool thing and letting certain groups of people watch or listen and certain say, that's dumb, that's stupid, I don't like it. 
So yeah. it, they're kind of already with us, if that makes any sense. They mm. just don't know it. They tended to be left leaning because in the past, the left tended to be a lot more open to that in the past. So they have a history of being more left leaning because of that openness to cultural changes and such. Those yeah. days have changed now. Neither side, when it comes up right, is actually very open at all. Both sides say, follow my rules or I'm mad at you. The libertarian or the liberty movement is the only movement that says, do you, man. It's all good. Do you. And I think that's where we're going to fit in very well. We are the peacemakers. We are the people who can create a coalition. I've, I've tried to prove that with how I'm running. We're the only ones who can create coalitions. You can't get anybody else to make that coalition. Only we can. So I think we will that's fit it. perfectly. That's Absolutely. an excellent point. Um, yeah. And as, as I was saying about Nalini too, I mean, they are, Workers' Family Party are the people that kind of supported the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, the AOC, the squad. Um, so if you really delve into topics, um, it, issues, we've got a lot of differences from her and her, her group, but our panel is not about those differences. Our panel is about the need for a third party. So I'm really excited, especially Larry, because you're in New York. She's talking the Workers' Family Party out of New York. They do the same thing, whereas they have their own ballot line. And of course, they're supporting Democrats that, that support their views. But um, when I spoke to her and someone else in the Workers' Family Party, we had so we were talking to each other and said, yes, 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 mm-hmm. that's right. Because it was all, no matter what we think about, we're not being represented. The people are yeah. not being represented. We are getting pushed aside. And that's really the first step before we even try and worry about convincing people whether they're going to vote libertarian or liberty or independent is to open their eyes and see that the two major parties just aren't representing them as they should be. And what can we do? What are the ways that a third party might be able to, to get known? And I'm really excited to have you talk to people about, you know, running with the forward party and different people like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a, I'm glad you said that. I think the coalition's everything. Yeah, there, there's something inherently anti-authoritarian for people that are running outside of the duopoly, right? They're, they're <laughs> recognizing, even if our policies are wildly different, even if we as libertarians would say, well, actually, this thing would be kind of authoritarian. If you listen to Green Party, uh, uh, Working Families Party, Constitution Party, uh, even DSA, a lot of these parties, yep. even if we disagree on the means by which we get there, there is sort of this undercurrent belief among all of them that this way is not working and that we shouldn't be under control. And that's something that's very inherently anti-authoritarian within the third party and and independent crowd is that we don't want to be told you have to be either team red or team blue. We recognize that this whole thing is a scam. We don't want you to rob us blind anymore. We want to have more choices. And that is inherently liberty oriented, even if they don't call themselves libertarian, even if their goals are, or even if their means aren't explicitly libertarian, their goals are obviously very liberty minded. And and, and, uh, to Joanna's point, that is very true. And and to Larry's point as well, uh, really all of your points, uh, this has been something that's been- No, uh, only my points, only mine. Only Larry made this point. It's <laughs> correct. Only this me. is the world we could have had if everyone else had made this point, but only Larry made it. What were so you guys thinking? The, <laughs> this is also the, the world if the Working Families Party endorses Larry, but that's a whole, we'll talk about that later. Um, but I'll bring a printout of that to South by and say, listen, I just want to show you something. There, there's our goal. I'm not saying you should endorse Larry. I'm just saying that you could look at that grass. I mean, wow. Yes. So, uh, well, no, well, the but point so, you bring up, though, is we bring up one common thing, which I call, believe it or not, the BRO program. I came up with the BRO program. That's B-R-O, BRO. B stands for easier ballot access. R yeah. stands for ranked choice voting. Yes. And yeah. O stands for open primaries. Right. Yes. These, this is the, the group. This, this program, all third parties are like, we're on board. Larry Sharp's yep. talking this. I'm in. Let's do this. Those are the three changes systemically that we could change to actually allow all the third parties to come in, whether you're green or working families, libertarian, forward, doesn't matter. We all want that. That's the uniting piece. And that's what the two two established parties do not want. We're gonna have to work on that acronym because you almost lost me at bro code, but I love what it stands for. I love what it stands for. Maybe we'll switch out like election reform and get an E in there, but 110% 
how are we breaking the duopoly? There we go. Well, we, I thought of we going Rob, but I thought I don't want to rob you. <laughs> so I thought bro was better, right? And orb sounded like we're like going to rule the world or something with a magical <laughs> orb. So I thought the best I could do is come on, bro. That's the best I can come up with. So you, that's why I if went you with make that it. One. If you make it Rob and then add electoral reform, then it's it's robe. Robe. That's true. It is robe. I don't know that that's markedly better, but it's I another. Know. I was like, how I are we going to spin that? Like, <laughs> like robe is rememberable. It's memorable, we have Larry come out in a robe and say, "I want to yes. show you what's in this robe." <laughs> sure. and like, no, like Larry, a wrestler. You are you so going to get kept me in trouble, Mike. We should have just are... kept it pro. So, so speaking of I music, think we're going back uh, to bro. Yes, we're, we, might, we might be going back to bro. Or bro, but with an E at the end, and the E is silent. It's like bro. So, And it has a little umlaut on the E. We could do a whole thing. Um, so, no, I like it. Um, so wh- one thing about South by Southwest is this is also very, and we talk about this all the time, uh, libertarians are like Cartman in that South Park episode where he's a teacher and he goes, I have to reach these kids. This is mm-hmm. us all the time. How do we bring more young people into the movement? And South by Southwest is very much a, a youth organized uh, or youth oriented event. They actually plan the dates to coincide with spring break at uh, Texas University. Um, so what what do you think are some of the main points we can be making to younger voters? Go ahead. I got to pause on that. Uh-oh. Because it's the University of Texas. I knew spike. I knew the way you acted. I knew this would be some kind of Texas <laughs> sports and Burn or academia. I believe an Aggie, so you can say whatever you want to them. I knew. I knew. I knew. I could see the anger. And I knew because I'm the guy who showed up in Fort Worth at a campaign event, was told it was Dallas, said Dallas, Texas, and got dead silence. Yeah, no, because how dare I think that the event that's five minutes from my Dallas hotel could possibly still be in Dallas. So I, okay, so I'm sorry. The university. (laughs) It coincides with spring break at the university of texas sorry well there you go and i'll actually you know give a little bit of additional background there i went to ut for both undergrad and graduate school and then i've taught there off and on the thought process was actually so the students would be gone spike because they did not want to target college students they wanted to target investors they wanted to target international companies they wanted to target you know east coast west coast so the idea wasn't to attract college-age students who were out on spring break the goal was to get them the fuck out of town and then invite everyone else in but that backfired (laughs) it backfired a little bit (laughs) hey kids go over there we're gonna have a music festival for the adults don't come over to our music festival don't go to our music festival please okay Joanna, when you think about, you know, the demographics and what we typically see at South by, you know, how would you characterize that? Because it really runs the gamut. It really does. Um, I mean, there's, I want to say things, the actual attendance figures, there's people represented from over a hundred different countries. Um, And with my music, international music background, that's the reason that I fell in love with it because it allows bands, musicians to come over from that aren't established yet. It's oftentimes emerging musicians, emerging um, music, just like we talk about emerging ideas, Um, ones that would never normally be able to to come over and be in the States. So it's the being able to go out there and like meet bands from, Egypt and Nigeria and Australia is always whoever represented. It it is very cosmopolitan. There are people from all sorts of of backgrounds, of countries, of ideas. It is very, it's become, it did start out music has become much more heavily tech oriented because of course, Silicon Valley is where all the money comes from. and there's been a lot of controversy with South by Southwest as kind of the big companies come and take it over with all their corporate selling out. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's always a, a consideration, but um, yeah, it, it still does appeal in general to, to younger people. And I guess when you look at myself, younger spirits, <laughs> um, so people that, that go that want to have fun, I, I don't see it's just the, 
true diversity, right? Because it doesn't really matter how old somebody is. It's when you're all there, we're all, we're not really looking at any of those individual characteristics. It's just people coming together, wanting to see what's new, wanting to meet each other, wanting to hear each other. It really is. It's in fact, my husband takes my children to Disney World um, quite often. When I go, his family live, his parents live in Florida, and so I always make a big deal. It's like, yeah, this is Disneyland for me. They're going to Disney World, but this is Disney World for me coming to South by Southwest. Joanna, Um, if you had to summarize the audience, you know, would you say it's people with an open mind? Yes. Yeah. Looking for new things looking for new ideas, looking for new things, which is our audience, guys. That's us. Maybe that We're rogue thing's thing. a good idea after all. All right. <laughs> there is... Wait, what's this guy doing with a robe? Let's go see that. We'll take a break from the music. This My guy work. is leaving. It's a beautiful We gotta robe. do what we gotta do here. I'm just we saying. Gotta we gotta do, do what we gotta listen, do. Sex sells, Larry, and, and, and you, you, might, you might be our guy for that. Uh, so <laughs> it's... But this is something we've been on a regular basis because... Uh, younger people tend to be typically kind of naturally anti-authoritarian. They haven't quite been beaten down by life yet. And they're, and usually, and they are more likely to say, no, you know, that doesn't make sense. Why, you know, you need to explain that to me. Also, typically, and again, this is generally speaking, the whole neuroplasticity thing, younger people tend to be a little bit more open-minded on new uh, ideas, especially like uh, belief systems, cultural ideas, and things like that. So this seems like our, our and, and like Joanna said, to her point, the young at heart, are probably also in a similar level of neuroplasticity mm-hmm. where they also are open to these ideas. So it's not just a, a numerical age thing. It's more being tied to being open-minded and being at an event explicitly to see what are the new things, not just in music, but in tech, in culture, and in you know how they're voting potentially. So I think it's incredible what we're going to be doing. Um, now, this is it's it's hard to underestimate just or overestimate just how impactful this is. This brings in Super Bowl numbers for Austin. Um, yes. There, uh, where's the number? Uh, in 2019, before before COVID, and I'm assuming the numbers are going to be this big or bigger uh, for this year. Bigger. It brought in over 350 million dollars just into the Austin economy. This is a huge, huge event. It cannot be overstated how big this is. What we're doing. Well, and to your point about bringing in money to the economy, Spike. These are the people that we want to be talking to because they understand how money moves and how money impacts new ideas and movement there. You know, Joanna has really leaned into the music side. I've always been on venture capital panels. And these are the people that we want to talk to about how they can make an investment and not just with their money, but with their votes. How can they make an investment with the resources necessary to get a new idea off the ground? If that's gathering support, gathering votes, gathering dollars, we want to be talking to these audiences. Yeah, these are these are the people that we need to be talking to, especially for Larry, because Larry needs to raise money for his gubernatorial campaign. This is the yeah, official make it happen. gubernatorial. I can't campaign. get flying cars without it. You're right. <laughs> flying well, cars I, don't run on dreams. I, and hopes I'd love to highlight for people, you know, if they are in Texas if they are in the Austin area, if they want to get a little liberty, but they might not have spent the thousand plus dollars on a South by badge, we will be out and about. We, I believe, are going to be kind of set up at the Midwest house. So South by Southwest is known for having kind of areas around the city known as houses. So there's funded house or startup house or music house or branded houses as well. You can go to Facebook house. We're going to be going to Midwest House, uh, along with my friends from Media Tech Ventures. So again, this is our audience, media, tech, entrepreneurs, new ideas. And for Joanna, we're going to be going during their live music presentation. So if people are interested in getting a little bit of liberty, but they might not have purchased a badge, they can check out where, where we're going to be. We'll update the new website at libertylive.us. And Larry and Spike, I think that we're going to do some amazing, you know, interviews. We're going to talk to some people on the street. I can't wait to get y'all talking. I can't so wait. There's, to talk there's to no you flying that. car house. 
Not this yet. Year. No, not, next year. You haven't year. been elected okay, yet. Yeah, this okay. is Elon Musk yeah. city though. Like Get elected. Elon's out there. There's a Flying Tesla glass. house. So we'll we'll try to talk to Elon. Yeah, yeah I, I'm staying like five minutes from Elon's new factory. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, see, this is perfect. Larry Sharp, governor, new go- newly newly crowned. I guess that's probably what they do is crown them there. It's New no, York. They do crown. It's correct. They do it's like with a, and a sword on the shoulder and all. Yeah. yeah, Larry Sharp, new crown, newly crowned governor of New York, announces flying car factory in uh, I, I don't uh, Binghamton. Uh, and so uh, I just, <laughs> we could use it. I, I like Binghamton. Good idea. Yes. Let's do Binghamton, Binghamton could use Perfect. the money. Right. So no, that's yes. coming. Um, so, so yes, if you, if you haven't, uh, you, you're not in a position to, to get the South by Southwest badge. Uh, you can see us at the Midwest house. And if you go to libertylive.us, uh, you can get more information uh, that will be updated on uh, how you can see us there. If you are at South by Southwest, uh, we will be on March 13th, which is Sunday at 2.30 p.m. local time. Uh, we will be at the Hilton Austin downtown in Salon C. And our panel is called Breaking the Duopoly. Can third parties prevail? Spoiler alert. Yes, they can prevail. I added that last part. Um, oh, you just spo- They didn't know. <laughs> they don't even They're have to come. come. They don't even have Nobody to come. Nobody listening to this. this. <laughs> okay, edit this out or they won't show. What were you thinking? Okay, this was live, but I will edit this part out. You're not going to believe if we can prevail. Can we prevail? We don't know. Know. I don't know. We don't know. You're going to have to find out. Who knows? We're going to find out. needs to be taught. <laughs> yes. South by Southwest. If you are going to South by Southwest, we have absolutely no idea yet if uh, third parties will prevail, but we will. And we'll only tell you if you come to the Hilton Austin downtown <laughs> at Salon C on March 13th at 2.30 p.m. Central. Otherwise, you will never know, ever. You'll never, ever You'll never know until it either does happen or doesn't happen. Then, then. Until libertarians take over the world so we can leave everyone alone. Leave you all alone. And part of leave you alone is still not telling you. So in addition to leaving (laughs) you you alone, we're not going to tell you. It's a, Pre- President Sharp have, has liber- libertarians prevail. You didn't come to South by Southwest. I can hear him saying that. <laughs> you don't know. I'm not telling you'll you. Know, you. You'll know you by the flying know. cars. Yes, you will know yes. if you when you wake up one day and this is in your backyard. Uh, you will know that uh, both Larry Sharp has you won. And the your, answer your was yes. After all, <laughs> you'll know. Yes, Larry, Larry. Along with that, at the panel, I think you're also going to be dropping some hot information about. The advocates for self-government and I will. your bro partners or the rogue partners, whatever that plays out to be, rank the vote and all of the amazing advocacy organizations that you are working to help promote, correct? The, the, you were teasing me about the Larrytarians, <laughs> but you're right. And the yes. reason why I support and I'm behind and I completely are happy to rep the advocates for, for self-government is because that's how someone goes from a Larrytarian to Libertarian. There's yeah. got to be a place that people can go to test themselves and see where their mindsets are and think differently. Theadvocates.org, if I can give a plug, theadvocates.org is where you go to take the world's smallest political quiz, to take quizzes on things like, what do you think about police accountability? What do you think about that? What do you think about foreign policy issues? What do you think about these things? How about elections? What do you think about that? And then where does your head go on these things? That and also another organization they, they work with, which is literally libertarianism.com. Libertarianism.com talks about the happiness features based upon libertarianism. That's not only about liberty, but it's actually about happiness. And liberty is the way to happiness. Exactly. Exactly. And so these are the kinds of things that we will be talking about on the panel. Um, And I want to, oh, hold on. I lost everyone. There we are. Uh, So one last thing before we get into final thoughts. Um, What is your in your mind's eye we're in front of people and we're and 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 don't don't do the spoiler alert because we don't allow that on this show anymore with that ended minutes ago but what is your main takeaway of what you want to make sure this audience knows when they walk out that door besides the fact that they should donate to larry sharp's campaign for governor and liberty live larry what's your takeaway sorry (laughs) <laughs> I, I will say that we hope 
the audience continues to stay engaged and find more ways to bring the liberty movement to the mainstream. Chances are there are major conferences and events and main stage opportunities where you think there should be a liberty presence. We want to know. How can we help advocate to get more liberty voices on main mainstream stages? Yeah, I will be able to say that by the time we get there on Sunday. But <laughs> if you want to help us get on a mainstream stage in your area, drop us a line, libertylive.us. We want to know how we can help get on those conference floors, get in the booths, and get at the podium on the mic in your area. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. My my main takeaway is I want people to at least think that there is a possibility because I think we all hear the whole wasted vote fallacy um, that there's just no point, not worth it. There's no possible way. Your head's in the clouds. I just want people to think twice, to think, hey, maybe, just maybe there really is a way that third parties can get there. It's an uphill climb. I know that. We all know that. But it's possible. And that's what I want people to come away with. Awesome. I'm similar to what Joanna says. I just want people to actually realize that sticking with the two-party system doesn't work. Just understanding that right now in our current world, victory is seen as the other hurting, not as me winning. So as long as I make the other person hurt, that is my victory. Whether my life is better or worse is irrelevant as long as the other loses. So we're voting against or defensively, not for or affirmatively. And I would like people to think that they should stop doing that. That Remember, for, for, for whoever's watching and listening, right? Remember, Bush got us Obama. Obama got us Trump. Yes. Trump got us Biden. Who's winning? I don't see anybody winning on this one, right? The worst you do is maybe... You delay your your guy or gal for four, eight years, maybe. But that's about it. This isn't working. If they get yep. that and then go one step further with what Joanna says, and then go one step further with Lauren says, oh, we're killing it. We're killing it. Absolutely. It's, you know, I, I we all, we've all heard, you know, well, I don't want to waste my vote. Wasting your vote is voting for the exact people who created this mess and are making it worse in the vain hope that they'll somehow either fix it or uh, or just stop making it worse. And, and, and throwing your vote away is voting for the people whose lies you like better than the people whose lies you don't really like as much, knowing that they're lies, but just picking the ones that sound the best to you. And to the, and to the point of, of we can't win, we do win, uh, even just in the Libertarian Party and in other, other parties as well. There are hundreds of elected officials, uh, and yes, they are typically at the local level, but they're getting elected. There's nothing magically different between getting elected at the local level and getting elected at the higher level. The only difference is uh, access to funding uh, and also just uh, getting over the the uh, headspace that many people have about whether they can get elected in the first place. And it's these types of things that we are doing that can uh, help to accomplish that. It's also things like we were talking about, uh, ballot access reform, um, uh, ranked choice voting, um, electoral reform, um, the uh, um, open, open primaries. primaries. The, yeah, these are all really good things, which is why I am announcing right now in this moment uh, the uh, launch of uh, something I just came up with myself, a very exciting initiative that I'm calling Bro. And Bro yes. will be... <laughs> I was going to save this for South by Southwest, but I just feel very excited about this. Do it, brother. Do it. Let it go. Let it go. Bro is... You know, if you woke up today and said, my gosh, Spike, I'm sick of voting Republican or Democrat, <laughs> but that's all I can do, right? Well, folks, bro, will fix all of this. Imagine the electoral equivalent of Larry Sharp in a robe. That's what we're doing. Go, and Go, bro. It's go, bro. It's everything. Go, Genius. bro. Go, bro, or go broke. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. We'll put that on a shirt for South by. There we yes. go. But then how do you but pronounce no... that in German? Bruh? How do you? <laughs> Bruh. Maybe. Bruh? I don't know how you pronounce Bruh. that in German. I'm not sure. Bruh. Well, go to German Bruh. house and find out. Yeah, we'll go to German house. Oh, yes, we'll go to German house. I'll show them this graphic it. and say, what does yes. this speak to you? And then they'll make us leave. 
So the so guys, thanks again so much for being on. I do want to give each of you a chance to do final thoughts, although that kind of ended up being similar to final thoughts. But if if there's anything else that any of you want to plug or promote, anything that you wanted to talk about, uh, each one of you, I'll start with Larry, then go to Joanna, and then go to Lauren, and then we will close out. Larry? Theadvocates.org is the place to go. Libertarianism.com is the place to go. If you want to see me, you can always go to LarrySharp.com. You can check me out. I pretty much did say everything. I just want people to, to, to get an idea that third parties can rise, can be relevant. And this year at South by Southwest, this is just one small panel that we're, we're starting and we are planning on making things bigger and better next year. So if someone's out there listening and you're thinking, oh man, I wish I knew about this before, let's, I, I want to be involved, reach out to me. Um, you can find me at Joanna in Texas on Twitter or pretty much anywhere around. I'm, I'm there. And um, yeah, let, let's talk because we're, we're going to do this. We're going to, we probably will have our flying car house. So whatever we're going to have, we're going to make things bigger and better next year. So this, this is just our, our tiptoeing into South by Southwest. Join us. Yes. Awesome. Love it. Lauren. And for those of you who are interested in some of the opportunities for election reform mentioned today in the bro code or the robe movement, we will add those resources to the landing page at libertylive.us. So theadvocates.org, libertarianism.com, more about rank the vote and rank choice voting, more about election reform and those initiatives. So think about how you can break the duopoly how you can be a part of this effort and be an advocate for change in your area. We're here to help you do it, whether it's on the mainstream stage or behind the scenes, we hope we can help. Awesome. And we also have some people in the comments that are running for office as uh, libertarians who are putting their, uh, putting their various websites and information on there. So go check all of them out as well. LibertyLive.us, uh, theadvocates.com or .org? Uh, the advocates is dot org libertarianism is dot com larry sharp dot com liberty live dot us muddy waters media dot com spike cohen dot com uh folks uh so guys thanks again so much for uh coming on uh it, give me one second we're going to talk during the intro or during the outro folks thanks so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of my fellow americans uh so happy to have all of you we learned a lot today we learned that liberty can exist in our time. We learned that we can work together with other third-party candidates. We learned that it's the University of Texas, not Texas University. And we've learned, of course, that bro is the future. And um, I don't want to give any context Clearly. on that because you'll have to watch the rest of this. But again, thanks so much for watching. Uh, tune in tomorrow, Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, if you are a member of Muddy Waters Media, if you're a subscriber, you'll be tuning into the Muddied Zoom, which is uh, me and all the other Muddy Waters Media uh, influencers. Are we quite at influencer level yet? All of the, the various members of the Muddied crew will be on there, and all of our subscribers will be on there on a uh, private Zoom call. You can hang out with us. And if you're thinking, how can I do that? Is that even pot? How do I do that? Well, uh, you can do that by going to becoming a member by going to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters slash subscribe and you can become a member today and you get exclusive access to uh, Muddy Waters content uh, only for subscribers. You get uh, exclusive access to an ad-free experience and you get access to the Muddy Zoom. Join us Thursday, uh, tomorrow at 8 p.m. Then join me, if you're in West Virginia, join me uh, on Friday night and early Saturday morning. I will be at the West Virginia uh, Libertarian Party Convention and Machine Gun Shoot so bring your uh, desire to shoot machine guns, Martinsburg, West Virginia. Uh, and if you go to the uh, lpwb.org, you can sign up today. Uh, they are still registering people, although I think the machine gun shoot might be sold out. Wonder why. Uh, and then also join me on Sunday, March 13th at South by Southwest and or at the Midwest House. Um, and hang out with us. We're going to be talking about breaking the duopoly. And then we're also going to be hanging out at Midwest House with everyone else who can come out. And uh, again, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we will see you uh, tomorrow. Uh, uh, oh, join us next Tuesday for another episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the chipper little middle-aged men that we are. And then join me right back here next Wednesday. Same spike place, same spike time for another incredible episode of My Fellow Americans. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Spike Cohen, and you 
are the power, bro. God bless, guys. Yeah.